Hello, this is Joel Applebaum, the Chief Content Officer with ERMI. And for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing construction insurance risk management professionals. We are pleased to have another leader in the construction industry as our guest today. Mr. Gary Kaplan is the president of AXA Excel's North American Construction Unit. He has been with them for over 10 years. He also is a top-rated speaker whose session last year was a capacity crowd at our annual construction risk conference. I actually had to turn people away at the door. So hopefully he'll speak for us again, maybe this coming year in Washington, D.C. at the Inner Harbor in October. But uh, in these times, we, we just aren't sure, right? <laughs> but in this podcast, Gary is, and I are going to discuss construction risk related uh, to COVID-19 exposure. And to learn more about it, if you have coverage lines like workers' comp or builder's risk, and the importance of reviewing your contract for force majeure provisions. We have lots of free information available at ermi.com on our homepage and also additional resources for our subscribers. So Gary, let's get started. What are you hearing from your contractor clients in terms of how COVID has impacted their work? Yeah, thanks, Joel. You know, we, we insure many contractors and a lot of owners across North America but we usually lean on our customer council for the best feedback. And over the last two weeks, I've reached out to about 20 of those members and asked them how things are going and what are they doing. So I got a pretty good insight. Um, it's very mixed across North America, really depending upon, you know, how much the virus is spread in the areas that they're working. They, they all seem to want to keep their projects going, and they're trying to follow the local government rules and regulations for what is non-essential work that has to be shut down in some of those hot spots. Um, and, and, it, and like I said, it varies pretty, pretty much across the board. New York, uh, I talked to a contractor there, and almost all their projects are shut down except the hospital work. But uh, even, even the ones that are shutting down, they're maintaining crews uh, on the sites, you know, to keep an eye on the project, provide security, do the right things as while, they're, while they're down. Uh, there's other areas of the country, like where you're at in Dallas, where uh, the, the projects are mostly still all going on. Um, some are being delayed by, uh, by the owners because the revenue stream of that owner is gone. You know, maybe it's a mall or something like that. Um, there's been some remote projects with very large camps that have been shut down because of the number of employees they had living there. Uh, but most of them have uh, raised the, the level of communications and documentation. The documentation part is really important. They've raised those levels uh, uh, in clarifying their discussions with their owners and with the trades on the status of those projects. They're carefully reviewing their contracts for force majeure wording, and they're talking to their lawyers. Great. So what do you feel are the most significant changes that contractors are making to keep projects moving, if they are moving, and most of all, their people safe? That was pretty uniform. I think AGC's done a pretty good job of helping uh, a lot of the members uh, do the right thing. They're following the guidelines from the government agencies where they're doing those projects. A lot of them are asking questions of the workers as they enter the project site to see if they might be sick. Uh, that slows down the time it takes to enter, so they're kind of spreading out the times that people come into the projects to avoid lines, similar to what I'm seeing in the grocery stores around here. 
Uh, they're spacing workers out on those projects. They're putting them in the smaller work groups, and they're routinely cleaning the common facilities like restrooms. Cool. So if I asked you to take out your crystal ball, um, you know, I think you have probably 30 years of experience in the insurance industry. What, what do you think will be the most significant short-term impact on the construction industry from COVID-19? And then, you know, as long as you got the crystal ball out, what do you think the long-term impact will be? Yeah, I wish it was 30 years, Joel, but it's actually 41. So I'm in the I'm in the wrong age group right now. <laughs> you, you you look like you only got 30 in though. So <laughs> so, so I think what we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, following any event like this, and I've been through a bunch of them over that that long period of time, and um, you you typically see better processes. I think we'll see better processes on construction sites for how they check people in and check them out. A lot of the contractors are moving to digital platforms to avoid the paper that they have to use. Uh, we'll, we'll see that there are best practices out there already. We shared some with uh, with our customer base on on what you should do when you close down a project or delay a project, you know, and and what you should do when you bring it back up. Uh, there's many new project starts that are being delayed right now. We're seeing that in our builders' risk uh, pipeline. Uh, some companies are reducing their workforces. I heard that from a few uh, where they're trimming back the, the people that, that can't go to work because of the of the delayed projects. And, the, and there'll probably be a lot of, they, there has been a lot of focus on procurement, making sure that the supply chains are being fulfilled and met with, uh, with the disruptions that they're seeing. And they're doing a lot of that stuff from, from their homes. On the long term, impact of recession, you kind of have to look back and learn what we've learned, you know, over previous recessions, uh, the last one being 2008 to 10, and uh, and think about what happened then and what how is this similar or different. Uh, this seems to be a little different because uh, it, 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 the, the layoffs, I think, will be way, way lower than in 2000, in, in the Great Recession where we had 26% of the contractors were laid off. Um, how many work, how many workers will return? I think I think they want to come back to work, so I think we'll see them, you know, come back when the projects are back on track and and they're and they're coming back and being owned and and being uh, run again. I think I think we'll see changes in how teams do their work together and and how they live together in temporary housing. And ultimately, uh, I think the priorities may change on where limited funds are spent building you know there's only so much money to go around and fund projects as we rebuild north america and i think some of those priorities will change after we come through this cool um how do you think this pandemic will change the property casualty insurance industry uh when it's all said and done well that's a great question so <laughs> um you know, it, just generally speaking, when you have an event like this, uh, the, the insurance marketplace usually kind of responds in a pretty predictable fashion. Um, uh, capacity becomes more precious, and, and the market hardens uh, to get the returns for that capacity. This is re this is usually driven by reinsurers. Uh, we're already starting to see the reinsurers uh, excluding. Uh, the pandemic where they hadn't in the past, 
that forces the markets to do some of the same thing since they have to be aligned with the reinsurance structures. Uh, I'm hoping that we get a better backstop than, than TRIA was after 9-11 because ultimately if, if you get the right backstop and it's, it is created the right way, then you, then you have the ability to create a marketplace and some new products that could provide coverage where coverage uh, maybe is not available right now. Um, I think that our products and services are going to get delivered differently. This is probably going to push the insurance industry to become more digital. It will force the industry to be more focused on transparency of information and process flows. I think remote working is, is here to stay. Um, we were going that way anyway, so XXL was really well prepared for this because we had been, you know, investing in the tools that our people need to work remotely, and we've seen almost no disruption in our ability to continue to renew policies, to uh, handle claims, and even provide virtual risk engineering services. So all that to me is working really well. Um, and I think, you know, there's a bigger change coming. We, we're building something called a, a construction ecosystem. It's a, it's a way of us, it's a way for us to provide risk insights to the risk managers of our construction companies so that they can more effectively utilize the limited resources they have, their safety personnel or the, the, the managers of the project superintendents, and then we can re utilize our risk engineers and send them to the projects that have the, the biggest needs be based upon those risk meters. I think that owners are going to be more willing to pay for, for those kind of new technologies, that, that continuous monitoring of a project site, and, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna drive the demand for higher levels of that technology that will ultimately improve the, the risk profile and the performance of those projects. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. more. I was just, uh, you know, leading a panel in the, at the European Construction Risk Conference where uh, all the talk was about technology. We also work with, with MindForge in terms of like uh, communication at ERMI and we see that people want to be able to communicate to everyone the same message with, with technology and deliver training uh, similar. So I, I, I agree with you and you must still have your crystal ball out because when I was asking about the changes you see in the property casualty, you kind of talked about some of the things that you're doing at XXL, but I maybe just as we close here, you know, what changes are you seeing in your own process at XXL, a leading construction insurer, and how are you keeping the essential functions such as claims management on track? Because I think that's going to be really important. People will be able to talk to their claims representative and understand, you know, the coverage or hand, handle claims during these times. Yeah, we, you know, we were, I think, going way back to when you and I worked together. Uh, I remember I worked on a pandemic uh, exercise uh, across the globe, and we, we made some changes back then that were, were smart. You know, we, we, we went to 100% laptops for our workforce. Uh, we got all of our people uh, phones so that they could use the, their own phones. Um, we, we, we were ready. Uh, XXL team was ready, uh, not just in construction, but, you know, the whole company. And uh, we got our people home pretty quickly. Uh, I was more worried about the the claims functions from the TPA side because it, we don't necessarily, you know, manage those companies. We rely on them to manage themselves, but they responded very well. Uh, they they relied more so on uh, 
on on desktop computers, but ultimately they 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 sent all their employees home with the equipment. So all of the the uh, claims handlers are based at home now, and they're be, being able to function properly, utilizing uh, that equipment that was in those bigger call centers. Awesome. Gary, um, you know what? You're a leader in this industry. You're a mentor, and uh, I really appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I hope uh, our listeners enjoyed this talk, and I hope they remember that Ermi.com has free a free construction risk newsletter, free information on, on COVID for workers' comp, builders' risk, and uh, some excellent expert commentary articles. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Ermi.com's podcast. Uh, for more talks like this. Thanks, everyone.